Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by Bet Online. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds each week. Remember to use promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today on the Patriots Report, we have a new model for Joe Judge to put on his hoodies, a quick preview of Kansas City and New England, and my co-host Chris Hogan has a look at what media training is like for new members of the Patriots. That and much more all up right now, only on the Patriots Report. Lots to get to today, Chris, but I wanted to start with this. The next time I see Joe Judge, I'm going to suggest he use your phrase. The one you offered up last week is the wording for the next hoodie, your T-shirt, or whatever. Go ruin someone's season. Yeah. Really kind of screw things up for them, at least when it comes to their playoff positioning. And it, it looks like this is one of the rallying cries here for this team moving forward. I talked to a bunch of guys in the locker room before the Steelers game, kind of bringing up your point that, look, you can really make things dicey for some of these teams down the stretch. Is that enough of a rallying cry for this team now to be competitive, let's say, the rest of the way. I mean, listen, I mean, we've been, we're at this point in the season, we've been talking about this really up until this point is trying to find something for this team to rally behind. There's been so much criticism, so much on top of their head, so much, everyone kind of talking, so much, so much negativity throughout this, the course of this season. So at this point, if this team wants to rally behind, hey, we, let's all, Get, get our stuff together. And for the rest of the season, we are going to play. We're going to dedicate and commit to playing the best football that we have had, no matter who is out there, no matter who's throwing the ball, no matter who's running the ball. It does not matter, right? And we're just going to dedicate ourselves to playing four quarters of good football week in and week out for the rest of the season. And let's let's make some things tough for these guys that think that they're just going to either come into new England or see us on the schedule and think they're just going to walk all over us and let's make it hard for them. And then who knows, you know, we might knock someone out of playoff position. Like I can live with that. And then, you know, like say next year for next year, like we're still, we're still in the 2023 season. Like let's finish this out strong and have something for people positive, you know, for right on Mondays that we're talking like, Let's let's have some positivity, man. Like about this team and th- this. Listen, these are good football players out there. You know, there's a bunch of good football players out there. This is not a, a total disaster of a team. It hasn't gone our way, or and we've had to deal with injuries. And and listen, it's it's just one of those years, you know. And no one would expect it from Bill Belichick, who you know has arguably put some of the best teams together for the last two decades and has all the the championship and the hardware to prove it. But this happens. It happens to every single team. They got to go through some growing pains. They lost a lot of people. They got a lot of young guys. Like, but that's it. Like, we're le- we're here, living it, and let's accept it and move on, and and let's just continue to grow and continue to play good ball and and support each other, man. And it was uh, it was fun to watch that game. Chiefs, Bills, Broncos, or Chiefs, Broncos, Bills, in that order. The next three games. 
uh, starting with Kansas City. Kansas City has now lost three of their last four. It's the first time that's happened since 2021. They're not going to knock the Chiefs out of the playoffs. But given the way things look right now, they can seriously harm their chances when it comes to home field. So that's definitely, you know, talking about what we were saying before, that that's something for a Patriots team that's looking to end the year on a good note. Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, we're going to try to win every single game from here on out. Obviously, that's always the goal. Um, but all those teams are beatable teams, right? I mean, you said it right there. I mean, Chiefs have lost three of the last four. Buffalo's shown to be inconsistent this year. Denver's playing better football than they have in the start of the season. But every single one of those teams is beatable. And I think that we approach every single game like that. We have no other agenda other than this is the team in front of us. We are going to ruin some some serious playoff implications for, for this team. And we are going to go out there with no expectations of people thinking that we're going to win these football games. And we're going to show them otherwise. And I think they had a good start with what we were talking about and, and going into Pittsburgh with a team that was, you know, obviously they need to win some football games to even improve their playoff hopes. And, and we did, we ruined, we, you know, we ruined that. <laughs> that was a bad game for Pittsburgh. Two questions on Pittsburgh specifically before we start to look forward more to the, the, the chiefs. First of all, um, I don't know if you saw Bailey Zappi's post-game celebration in the Patriots locker room. He went right over to Bill O'Brien gave him a big hug. There were lots of smiles. And then he kind of marched over to Bill Belichick and gave him a very perfunctory handshake. And it looked very businesslike. And I, I just, I, I was just struck by the contrast between the greeting that he gave Bill O'Brien and the greeting that he gave Bill Belichick. That's like, um, I would say that's probably pretty accurate for, all teams across the league, right? You spend so much more time with your position coaches, with your coordinators. Um, you know, you have different relationships with a lot of these different coaches. And, you know, I think for, for, for you know, for Zappi, I think he obviously, he won a football game, right? He was excited. Um, he was excited for Bill, Bryant, you know, for Bill to go out there and win a game. You know, there's been a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot of pressure on this entire team. So, and I guarantee you, if you had a camera facing the other way, Bill had a pretty big smirk on his face, like, well done, kid. Like, good job, won a game, did all the things that we needed to do. But I've been in those situations before. You know, coming to, coming to the locker room, you know, you see, you know, I would see Josh give him, you know, just pick him up, give him a big hug. And then it's like you see your head coach, and it's just like, yes, sir, like went out there and did my job, give him a big, give him a nice firm handshake. And listen, man, I've seen Bill have some pretty, we've seen him have those types of celebrations with guys. And I've seen him be in the locker room and have even more excitement than anyone could ever think, you know, Coach Belichick could ever have. And I think um, for this team, you know, what they did going on the road, beating Pittsburgh and, and given what we've done throughout the course of the season, I think he was, I think he was proud of this team, you know, that they kept fighting, that they went out there and, and did the job. They, they probably handled a lot of their key points to try to win this football game. I'm not saying that we hit all of them, but we did enough to win a football game. We went down there, scored in our first possession, put points on the board and our defense continues to play well. So that was a job well done know that he was smiling i know that he probably didn't expect zappy to come over to him and <laughs> and jump on him like he did bill o'brien but 
I know I know that Bill was happy for him. I know he was happy for that team. Two questions off of that. First of all, how much of that in your experience, because you've been there before, how much of that is performative, let's say, because guys are aware that the cameras are there? And has there ever been something that wasn't caught on camera that you guys say, boy, oh boy, I'm glad they didn't get that in the postgame celebration? <laughs> um, I don't think it's performative, man. You win, When you win a game in the NFL – I mean, there's there's something about winning on Sundays or Thursday nights, Monday, you know, whatever it is. And you get that moment that you get in the locker room, especially on the road, right? It's, it's tougher mm-hmm. to win on the road. You get in that locker room and it's just that you have that overwhelming self of sense of accomplishment, right? That we all we all did our jobs, no matter how close the game was, or we did it enough to win a football game. And that is a feeling of accomplishment. That's a feeling that we can all feel good about that the team can feel good about that you know that the coaches feel good about in the moment right I mean we're going to watch the film on Monday or you know whatever it is and and there's probably going to be a lot of corrections and criticism and all that kind of stuff but in that moment everyone is happy because you want a football game now I will say this I remember my first year (laughs) same situation that we were obviously our record was a lot better, but we were in Pittsburgh and uh, all, all week, right. He's talking about, I, we've talked about this before. I think actually all week he's talking about, listen, they got guys that are going to chase the football. They're going to run big guys and they're going to come after you and strip the ball out. Right. All week from Monday to Sunday, he was talking about, that was our number one point of emphasis. First play of the game. Tom throws me a curl. I catch it, try to make go upfield. All of a sudden, you know, I get the ball. Fumble. First play of the game, right? Cost me cost me playing time. I got back out there. And uh, you know, we had the it was a tough game. And Pittsburgh had a good team. And, and but like, you know, that moment that wasn't caught on camera was me going up to Bill and congratulating him on a win, me and Julian, because Julian I think had a fumble too. And I just remember Bill looking at me. <laughs> and this is like one of his uh where Bill is sarcastic, he's like, you know what? It was my fault. I didn't cover ball security enough on you guys. You know, it that I'll I I'll take I take the blame on that one. I'm like, damn, I'm gonna I'm gonna hear about this probably for the next however many years that I'm here. And sure enough, that play was played every single year in the bad ball security film. But like Bill can be sarcastic, man. He wins a football game. This dude's as happy as anyone could be, right? Because he knows that his coaching staff did his job, his players did his job, and he did a good enough job coaching that mm-hmm. and prepared his guys to win a football game. And that's, again, like, it's a good effing feeling to win mm-hmm. a football game. Uh, we saw Juju have maybe, not maybe, he had his best game of the season against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Almost finished with 100 yards. Going back against, you know, his old team where there was probably a little bit more pressure on than he would have admitted to. What, as a receiver, maybe gives you confidence that he can build on that moving forward? He's facing another former team this week in the Chiefs. But can he use this as a momentum builder to to kind of finish the year on a, on a more positive note? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think... Uh... I mean, he looked good, man. I mean, he was making plays across the field. He was running routes. He made plays with the ball in his hand. You know, he, again, we threw the ball down the field, and we were capable of making plays. Like, that gives me hope that we got guys on this team that can do this. I think we just, like, it, 
there's nothing to lose. Let's throw our best stuff out there week in and week out for the rest of the season, and let's see what happens. And Zappy did a good job of, of getting the ball out of his hands and getting his playmakers, and, and guys made plays. I mean, Hunter Henry, you know, two touch. I mean, he played well. He made the most of his opportunities and caught the football well. And the same thing with Juju. You know, I, I think there's been a lot of up and down, right, with Juju this year. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, he's playing one game that he's not playing. But I think with, you know, the, how the roster is right now, like, he has to play. Um, they need that. They need Juju out there. They need a guy that's been – that's a leader, that's been in the league for some time, knows how to play, knows how, like, these things are going to go. And, uh, and uh, you know, I was, I was super – I was happy for him, man. I mean, going against your former team, you always want to – probably put a little bit more effort into playing these guys. And, and uh, I'm sure that he was able to play a little bit faster because he knows exactly, I mean, Steelers haven't changed their defense in, in 30 years. Right. I mean, he knew exactly what, what they were going to throw at them. Um, and I think the same thing you'll see this week. I mean, he's going to be able to, he's going to familiar faces. He's going to know how to play some of these guys. He's going to know how they play him. And uh, I'm sure that I'm going to look for him to have another successful game. You know, I, I would imagine that we we kind of lean on him to make some of those key plays and and uh, make some third down conversions and some big plays if we're able to kind of continue to throw this ball down the field. What's the biggest difference between Mac and Bailey in terms of their overall approach to the game? It feels like there is, and this is just my own experience from the outside, there's a little bit more decisiveness in what Bailey does in the way he operates. Now, I don't necessarily think that's always a good thing because I think there's sometimes there's some misplaced confidence and he'll start mm-hmm. to feel himself a little bit and he'll be more inclined to throw into double coverage, triple coverage and yeah. make a throw that he just can't make. But that level of decisiveness, that level of confidence, I didn't necessarily see that earlier in the year with Mac. Yeah, I mean, I... I I think with with Zappy, I mean, I I like the way that he's playing ball. I do. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that he's playing. He hasn't taken on this opportunity where he's too uptight and afraid to make a mistake. I mean, listen, he's throwing the ball down the field and he's throwing into coverage and he's he's making some tight throws and he's clearly not just dropping back and and you know zooming through his reads and just dumping it off to the back every single time. Um, so I think that being said, I, I don't think that he he's kind of he's playing a little bit more free maybe than I think Mac was playing. I think Mac got very um Mac got he got wound up, man. I mean, listen, there was a lot of there was a lot of of stress on top of him. There was everything everybody was coming after him for him not playing well and and everyone had very, very high expectations of what Mac should be and what he was doing. And I think that that really affected his decision-making as a quarterback where he needed to make the right read or it was going to be the wrong read. And if he didn't complete a pass, then it was, it was on him. And I think that really affected how he kind of his pre-snap reads, how he was going into certain plays. I think with Zappi, I mean, I think he's simplifying it for himself, right? Mm-hmm. He's probably, he's preparing probably very well. Every single play, he knows exactly, you know, where the ball should go. And if it doesn't, let's be quick to that second read. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, then let's just get the ball out of my hands. Give it, you have, there's going to be some sort of check down, right? Unless it's a max protection and we're trying to take a shot, then just throw the ball out of bounds. Don't take a sack. So I think for him, 
you know, the, the whole uh, kiss mentality, keep it simple, stupid, right. Where it's like, let's not overcomplicate this. Let's just try to coach. I guarantee you Bill's coaching them up as uh, O'Brien. I'm talking about is coaching them up as much as humanly possible on, you know, what, what we should expect on these early, early downs, first and second downs if we're throwing the ball and, and exactly what we should expect on these third down, third and long, third and short, you know, when they're going to bring pressure, when they're going to be in man coverage, they're still doing their, pre-snap reads where we're going to send some guys in motion, give this guy as much information as we can so that he can make those reads. So let's not overcomplicate it for him. Try to make it easy. Let's run some, some plays that seemed like he was very confident in throwing the ball and calling. So I think that's, that's probably the biggest difference right now between Mac and Zappi. I think Zappi's playing a little bit more free. Um, he's not uptight. You know, if, if he doesn't do well, I don't think there's going to be an overwhelming sense of like, you know, people aren't going to come down hard on him. They know there's zero expectations. So for him, you know, he's probably going out there and just having fun. I mean, you could tell how he walked in that locker room, man. I mean, that kid had, he had a good time, you know, for, uh, I don't know, was that his first win as a starter? Uh, first with this year. He, he won two games last year. Okay, so won the two games year, last and, year, and yeah, we haven't yeah. won a lot of games this year, so that was he probably felt pretty pretty damn good about it. So I'll uh, say this too: he continues that. I'll I'll say this too, and, and this is just my own experience from seeing Mac over the last couple of weeks. He could be a, a jerk about the whole thing, you know. I I, I could say another word, but yeah, but he I mean he could be a jerk about the whole thing. He seems to be being a good teammate at least publicly. We don't know yeah. necessarily what's going on behind the scenes every single day, every single hour, but he seems to be on board with this, at least in the short term. Yeah. I mean, you know, we ne- we'll never really know exactly what's going on behind the scenes. And, but I, listen, if he's, if he's out there every single week and, and he's being supportive of Zappy and he's on the sidelines and he, you can see him communicating with them like after every single drive, there's some sense of I'm going to support this guy no matter what. This season has been a total disaster for me, right? And, you know, but I hope that – and I hope this for Mac, that this not does not define the rest of his career, mm-hmm. right? We've seen guys go through some struggles in years, and then they come back the next year and, and things get better. It might not be the same situation, and they might have to work to get back to, you know, a starter position, but, like, you know, and you have to make, have to wait for that ne- next opportunity. But, you know, for Mac, I just – I hope when that opportunity comes, he's he has – he's learned from this year, and, and I hope that he can take a lot from this year, and I hope that he just continues to grow as a quarterback. Listen, he's still a young kid, and he's still got a lot of football left in front of him. Um, I think he's still very talented, and he can make the throws. I think that this has just been a tough year, you know, and and – you know, I've, I've listened to a lot of stuff that people have said. I think uh, one thing specifically, you know, listen to Devin McCourty, a uh, guy that's been there for a very long time and um, knows how that, that franchise is and that system. And, um, you know, I was listening to him talk about how the organization had not really helped Mac out at all. Um, and I, I do. I believe that. You know, I don't think that they – I don't think that the organization purposely – you know, failed Mac or, or really put him in a, in a bad position. But again, like they could have helped him and they could have put a couple more guys around him to, 
to help him make those plays and make those decisions and maybe come up with some of those bigger plays in the beginning of the season where now we're sitting here at, you know, fighting for, you know, a wild card spot, maybe, you know, who knows, right. I'm not going to play this game of what ifs, but, um, you know, it, it hasn't gone its way, like forget about it, move on. And, you know, as for, for an athlete and for a football player, you know, you can't spend, day in and day out, just worrying about what other people are saying to you. I've, I've told you about, I've, we've spoke about this mm-hmm. and it, it'll drive you insane. If all you're doing is worrying about what the media and what other outside coaches you control, what you can control and Mac can control right now, supporting his team, showing that he's there supporting this franchise and this team the rest of the way. And then in the off season, see what happens. All right, this week, Patriots-Chiefs, as we mentioned, Sunday at 1, flexed out from Monday night. Uh, I'm fascinated by this Chiefs team. I I really am for a few reasons. First of all, they've lost three of four for the first time since 2021. We saw things get a little tough for them last night in in the wake of that call that was the right call. I think we can, you know, and we've talked about this before, give a lot of grief to the NFL officials, but that call against Kadarius Toney, that was the right call in, in that situation, and... The Chiefs did not take it that well. I think in in I'd be curious to get your take on this because you're you were a guy who went to three straight Super Bowls and you know how hard it is to try and repeat, to try and get back there every single year, the pressure that goes along with that. I think what we're seeing now from the Chiefs really underscores how difficult it is to be a Super Bowl contender year after year after year in dealing with those expectations and seeing everything you know, kind of start to fall apart a little bit, but somehow you got to figure out a way to make it all work. And maybe that's on Mahomes, maybe that's on Reed, whatever the case may be. But again, I just feel like we're starting to see why it's so hard to go back to back with this when we look at this Chiefs team. Yeah, I mean the the Chiefs are, I mean at, at least in the AFC, they're they're the that team, right? They're everyone's Super Bowl, so every single week they're going to get everyone's best punch, and. I think that that's it's tough to be that team. I mean, and it's certainly starting. I mean, you could see the frustration of of that team last night, but like that was that was a in the moment frustration. You can't sit here and, and you're gonna they're gonna watch that film. You can't tell me that that's the one play that should have won them the football game because they went three and out three times when they had the ball in the fourth quarter. Like there, there's a lot of other things that went wrong in that football game to just put it on one thing. And listen, at the end of the day, kid lined up all sides, right? That's, that's on him. It's your job as a receiver. When you line up and you know that you're going to be in that tight bunch formation, or you're the guy in the line of scrimmage. First thing you do is look outside, check, look at that official, point your arm right at him. Like, am I okay? Right. If you if he looks at you and he says no, back your ass up. Right. Like I I can't imagine that he did that. If he was out there, that like the official had no other choice but to fly. And like, you know, I, again, like we're not gonna put this on one one play, but yeah, I mean it's hard to win in the NFL. And that it it's hard to get back to the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs are certainly feeling it right now. So they're in a position where they have to win these games. And New England is play free. You know, throw throw everything you got at this team. Make them make it as hard as humanly possible. 
because there's no way that the Chiefs are just going to roll it out there and just expect to beat the Patriots because of where they're at right now. I mean, they've lost three. They need to win, like, the rest of their games to put themselves in a good spot to be have home field advantage and do that because those things are make a difference down the stretch, you know, going into the playoffs. So, um, you know, the, the chiefs team, I mean, I think that they've gone through a lot of change too. I don't think that they've, they have all the same guys and, and they had it good for a while. They had Travis, they had Tyreek, they had the receivers. And this year they kind of have a mix of guys and, you know, some guys that are talented, but I think they rely so heavily on, Kelsey and they rely so heavily on Mahomes that week in and week out, it's tough for the two of them really to make it happen. And no matter how good your defense is playing, you know, it's not every single week you're going to be able to put up ridiculous numbers against people because guess who they're trying to stop? They're trying to stop Kelsey and they're trying to stop Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's off to the Bills. We're going into a uh, you know, a pretty intense stadium last night and getting that win because um, regardless, I, you know, I think they did everything they needed to do to get that win because I'm not going to put it on one play. You know, I mean, it was a ridiculous play. Like, we're not even going to talk about that. I mean, the, the things that that guy does with the football sometimes is mind-blowing. But, I mean, shit. <laughs> if they won the play on that, I mean, that would have been talked about for the rest of forever. But if it's not, you know, they won. They lost the game, and now they got to they gotta tighten up, you know, so that they can get those chances to play at home to the playoffs. All of a sudden, too. Well, first of all, I don't think Mahomes has ever played a road playoff game before. So if they end up having to go on the road, it's going to be a new challenge for them, an interesting challenge for them. And then the other thing, too, is we sit here now, all the dirt that we tossed on the Bills, they're a game They're a game back at Kansas City yeah. here in, in mid-December. So it's just more proof, I think, that, look, man, it's a long season. Yeah, It is. It's a long season. And a team that appears to be struggling in September and October – can still, if they're as talented as the Bills and as talented as, you know, quarterback position as, as Josh Allen, they can get their you-know-what together and figure yep. it out. And, you know, they still have some work to do, but maybe we we prematurely bury that team. Yeah, I mean, I, I ever, you know, I won't necessarily write a team off in the beginning of the season, especially with a, with a team that is expected to play in the playoffs, but... um you know, it kind of goes back to how hard it is to to kind of produce those winning seasons weekend or year in and year out. But um, the beginning of the season really means nothing until after Thanksgiving. And like Bill had always talked about it, he always gave his speech about, okay, like Thanksgiving's over, real football starts like that. It's real, man. I mean, like if you're not playing your best football going into that last half of the season, it's going to be very hard for you. And I think the Bills did a lot of, a lot of self-reflection and, and they did not play their best ball and, and, you know, they have no one to blame but themselves, but they've obviously have internally turned this around and they know that what's on the line is them going to the playoffs. And I know for that team and, and that organization now with how they've played over the course of the last couple of years, it would be a failed season if they don't get to the playoffs, especially with, you know, the guys that they have on offense, their quarterback and their defense. I mean, they expected to be in the playoffs. So I, I got to imagine that they're going to continue to to keep playing this level of football so that they can get back there because their season is certainly not over. All right, Especially last topic. how the AFC is. That's, yeah, the way the AFC has come together this year, it's certainly not over.
this is the last topic for me. And we touched on this last week, media training as a player in Foxborough, you, you go through a car wash basically for it's, it's, it's my understanding that, that it's, yeah. it, it's, you get to Foxborough, you're told what to say and what not to say. What's that process like? Is it Bill bringing you into a room and sitting you down? Is it Burge? Is it someone on the PR staff? How, how does that work? Well, I mean, there's there's a whole process, right? I mean, they'll the PR well, we'll have a whole media training and, and you know, they'll bring in some different people, PR people. I mean, we've Bill's gone as far as bringing in um like guys that were very high up in the Navy where they're dealing with those types of questions where it's like life and death type of situations where they have to do all that kind of stuff, which is cool to see. Um, and how, you know, this specific, you know, uh, Lieutenant or, you know, whatever it is, high, up, high, you know, high ranking official would deal with the media and how our country is going and, and battling things where things he can't say, things he can say, which is, a lot more intense than, you know, asking about X's and O's of football. But so we get, he does stuff like that, which is cool. Makes it a little bit more fun for us. But then, you know, he does every single year, man. He's great. It's the whole team. And he calls the name of social media wrong every single time, even though he knows what it is. It's, you know, Insta chat and snap face and face gram. And he does this thing every single year. And, you know, I think for him, he probably has fun with it because he's not on social media. He just, you know, it, it, he just knows that everyone else is on socials. It's like, but it's always, he, he makes it a little bit fun for us, even when it's like, at the end of the day, if you're not doing what he's asking, mm-hmm. you're going to get called out for it. I mean, his, his big things are talk about yourself, talk about the team. And if there's any other question that anyone asks, you refer to Bill, right? And that those are his his three things. And then he'll inevitably at the end of that meeting, he'll do a little uh, press conference himself, where he will call on usually one person and one person only, where he'll either have a a rookie who is not used to speaking in front of media talk, which is always funny because they're sweating bullets and nervous as all hell that Bill is asking him questions in front of, you know, 70 guys. And then he'll call Gronk. <laughs> Gronk <laughs> will stand up and he'll ask him these meetings and Gronk's, you know, all bubbly and doing his normal thing. And, you know, he, he, that's where he has a little fun with it, but he kind of, he, he goes back and forth in that fine line of this is, this is how we do it here. And if you don't do it, you're not going to be here for a long time. But also, it's like, all right, we're going to have a little fun with this, and I'm going to call it the, the wrong social media every single year. I mean, you know what the hell it's called. It's Instagram, Snapchat, <laughs> Facebook. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> it feels like he's a dad. Probably, he's probably on there. Like, you know, he's got his little uh, fake accounts that he probably just trolls all of us. But He's got a know. burner account somewhere. Yeah, he's got his burner account somewhere where he can see it all. <laughs> I, I want to, and this is, I'm, I'm curious about this because I, I've talked to some guys about social media and the Patriots and the way to approach reporters and stuff. Can that approach ever be, especially for a veteran, can ever maybe be emasculating? That look, you're being told what to say, <clears throat> when to say it, and you got to be on the program. You can't really speak your mind. 
Um, no, I don't think so. I think in the in the in professional sports, I think I think it's important for guys to hear all the things that we're being taught because they, you know, we also go over things like you know, um, talking about after a loss, like if you're in, uh, you know, Mahomes was hot last night, right? I'm sure he didn't, if he was going to go straight into the media and they were going to ask him the questions that we all know that they were going to ask him, his response might be a little bit different than if he took a little bit of time to kind of calm down and then talk. So I think all this stuff is important, especially for these, especially for young guys, especially for, for anybody like that's playing professional sports. It, what, what Bill teaches us is really the right way to deal with the media. I mean, and, and just yourself, I mean, you're you play a team sport. You don't ever want to be a, that guy that's calling other people out, and, and because that can destroy a locker room, it can destroy your reputation as a guy that's just a me guy, or you know you don't really care about anything else because you're just worried about your stats or or what your production is doing. So I think it's important for guys, and, and I think Bill does a good job of that to to learn um, to answer questions, and you know in a way that doesn't make you sound like a bad teammate or, or, or a bad player. And you just, you speak well, you speak for the team, you speak for yourself. And if you, if there's ever a question where you're uncomfortable asking or answering, then just refer to your head coach. I think that's the best advice that he could give to somebody. And I think I've had to do it in the past where, you know, they're asking about, you know, starters or, or player production or injuries or anything like that. It's like, listen, like ask Bill. Bill has no problem answering these questions. Even and he's probably gonna probably gonna give you less of an answer than I gave you. But like at least he's he's giving us that that option that we don't have to answer every single question if we feel uncomfortable. And that's okay, right? For for guys to be uncomfortable. I think for as the for the media asking questions, I mean they have a job to do as well. I mean, you yourself, right? I mean, you expect guys to be available and to answer questions. And I think for me, no matter what it is, like if I had a bad game, a good game or or anywhere in between, you know, I have, you know, a responsibility to answer these questions to to you guys and to be accountable to the team and and to show that if I did have a bad game, I'm going to stand up for for the stuff that I did wrong. And I think that that the media will respect that. I think that my teammates will respect that. And then people on the outside that are reading these things and, and watching the interviews, like they'll respect the guy that's able to take accountability for his actions. Um, and they'll learn a little bit more about the player himself. Already got it a few times this year from Bailey Zappi. That's a bill question. Smart guy already on the program. Very smart guy already on the program. Patriots chiefs Sunday at one. Last question here before we wrap up. The last and maybe the most obvious question before we wrap up is Taylor Swift showing up. I don't know, man. I mean, the uh, last three or four games, Kelsey might tell her to stay home. It's probably too much of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> but if she's there, I'm sure the I'm sure we will all know about it. Oh you yeah. Know? So hey, listen, she said she's a football fan. I mean, sure, she's probably going to come and support her. Uh, whatever you want to call what they are but um if i was a player i could care less you know <laughs> like it's like you saw all the media of her walking past the bills and it's like you see some of the guys i like, look at like 
gives a shit, bro. Like you're playing football. It's not like, yeah, she's she's an icon in, in the world, but you know, at the end of the day, is that is that something you're really gonna remember, or are you gonna remember going in, into uh Arrowhead Stadium and beating the Chiefs Sunday night? Pretty sure they remembered that. <laughs> I'd love it. Thank you so much, my friend. Take care, and we will talk again next week. Thanks, Chris. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. One more reminder, this episode of the Patriot Report has been brought to you by Bet Online. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for this week. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.